Welcome to the Healthy Family Project podcast, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda. It is great to have you here today, whether you're a returning listener or you're new, we welcome you. We've had several great episodes so far in 2022, so definitely go back and give a listen if you are new to the podcast. Before we get started, quick reminder about our Facebook group and our social media, especially Instagram, where we are sharing a lot of inspiration daily. We have a fairly new TikTok as well, so we're starting to get in get into the TikTok over there, so check that out. Um, this month, we're talking all about meal planning and meal prep during our annual Mission for Nutrition that celebrates National Nutrition Month. You can find inspiration, information, anything you need on all of our social media outlets and on our website, healthyfamilyproject.com. And we are doing weekly giveaways all month on Instagram, so don't miss out on that. And if you are listening after March, don't worry, Mission for Nutrition will be back next year, and you will always find giveaways popping up on our social media year-round. We also have our weekly e-newsletter, which always has a theme, and it's delivered right to your inbox weekly. And so you can take advantage of that by signing up in the show notes um, at the link. And then, okay, enough of me, enough of me just talking. Let me introduce our guest for today. Today, we are talking to Sarah Hester. She is absolutely the perfect guest to have for National Nutrition Month, celebrating Mission for Nutrition. She is a registered dietitian based in North Carolina. And she is currently employed by a wholesale fresh produce distributor where she works with local farmers and helps to manage their direct-to-consumer delivery programs. She also provides insight to her company's nonprofit that works to not only make fresh produce accessible in their community, but also offers programming on how to grow and cook with fruits and veggies. Her passion as a registered dietitian is to make fruits and vegetables accessible and enjoyable for everyone and I am excited to talk to Sarah today. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the show, Sarah. We are truly excited to have you on as we celebrate National Nutrition Month. Woo-hoo! And of course, our Healthy Family Project's mission for nutrition. We're, we're getting into that again this year. But before we jump in, can you tell listeners a little bit about you? Sure. So um, like you said, my name is Sarah and um, I'm a fairly new dietitian. I've been a dietitian for about two years. Um, I have my undergraduate and graduate degrees in nutrition and my graduate degree was um, focusing in food systems, um, more so like about community nutrition, food and nutrition and security, um, sustainability, things like that. So kind of um, unconventional for an RD. Um, I was hesitant at first to become an RD because I thought you had to be um, a clinical RD, which is in a hospital or in a nursing home. Um, and I did not feel led to do that. So, um, but then I finally realized that dietitians are experts in food in all different ways and we can be used in um, all different fields. So I did pursue um, becoming a dietitian about two years ago. Uh, and so right now I work for a company in North Carolina called Ripe Revival, and um, we're a wholesale produce company, and we do a lot of things. We serve both farmers and consumers in a variety of ways. So we work with farmers and consult in helping them 
along the whole process of growing a crop. So the growing, the input on different things that are happening in the market, like this year, we let one of our farmers know that we think um, dinosaur kale is going to be um, on trend, and it Ooh. was. So they experimented with growing dinosaur kale, cool. um, and then we helped them market and sell that um, dinosaur kale or any of their crops. Um, and so we do that with a lot of different farmers in our area, um, and we sell to grocery stores, processors, people that are making crops into, let's say, baby food. And then we even do some direct-to-consumer programs, direct-to-delivery-to-houses. Um, so that's, I plug in there as a dietitian. Um, but we just try and market and sell a farmer's whole crop and um, ad really advocate for agriculture in our state and agriculture in general. Um, so our mission is to revive communities through food and um, with every purchase that's made through our company, which I think this is special, um, every box that we deliver to someone's house, every truckload of butternut squash that we ship across the country from a farmer, we always donate back a portion of those proceeds. Um, and usually that's in the form of donation of actual fruits and veggies, because that's important. But then um, even more so is the development of humans and putting programs in place like teaching about farming and teaching about gardening, and then even some nutrition education programming, which is um, where I fall into the community and teaching folks how to use, let's say, a fresh cabbage. Um, we can make it accessible to the community through some of our programs and then empowering them to actually utilize it and um, incorporate into their life. Very cool. So you don't sleep ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have a 10 month old. So. Okay. Yeah. So you really don't sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'll sleep one day. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't know. Cause I have a teen in between and I thought that too, not to, not to shatter your dream, but there's some time in between there that sleep comes back, but yeah. Oh, well, this uh, is, you, you are doing some amazing things. I mean, just from the first time we spoke, it was so wonderful to hear, you know, the giving back aspect of what you do, you know, and the education and it's just so amazing. So I'm excited to have you today. Keep up all the good work. Um, okay, so let's jump into our topic today. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So we all want, quote, unquote, to eat more fruits and vegetables, right? It's always on top of our list, our to-do list, um, but it doesn't always work out. We are, you know, looking, we talked a little bit about this. We're always looking for something maybe more appetizing than plain celery. And I hate to use celery because I love celery. I swear I love celery. <laughs> um, but what is your advice on sticking to the mission of eating more fruits and vegetables? How can we do it in a way that's going to stick? I mean, I think we've all been there. We get really ambitious and want to eat a bunch of fruits and veggies, whether they be fresh fruit um, or fresh cans or frozen. Um, maybe we'll go to the grocery store, have delivery of a ton of produce um, and we stock our fridges. And by the end of the week, you know, half of that's still there or we have to toss some of it. So we've all been there. Oh, that's um, the worst. <laughs> Tossing. <yes. laughs> So there are some things that we can do to be more realistic with ourselves and to make a plan for them and um, 
you know, it's not bad to want to eat a lot of produce and, but being realistic and purchasing enough and um, maybe having a game plan for some of them. So I'm excited to dive more into that today and some tips that we can share with your audience. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So I definitely find myself with many highs and lows when it comes to this goal, as I mentioned. Um, Some weeks we are total rock stars. I've been getting some great things in the girls' lunches this week. So doing well this week. And then some life event happens. We chatted a little before we hopped on here today about my, my life events this week. So, you know, something happens and, you know, throws me off and pizza delivery it is, or, you know, I'm scurrying out the door at 5 PM running to the store to try to figure out, you know, sitting, I have right now, I'm having a vision of myself in the public's parking lot on Pinterest, honestly, like, please Pinterest save me in this moment, like plugging in like easy, quick, healthy meals. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. Yes, so I, I know, have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. I, I never thought about that, but if you see me sitting in my car in the public's parking lot, that's what I'm doing. All right. So I know you're passionate about uh, finding the fix. So I can't wait to hear about how you advise we use fruits and fruits and veggies in a way that sticks. Yeah. I mean, it can get really old really quick. Um, Just thinking you want to eat, let's say baby carrots and ranch or cucumbers and ranch. I mean, that's great. And you can plan on eating that every night of the week, but in reality, you might not want that to happen or your, you or your family is probably not going to want to do that every, um, every day of the week. So, and if that works, that's great. But in reality, that probably is not going to work for a lot of folks. So um, there's really some things that we can do to make them exciting and make them, them delicious. So we're going to focus more on fruits and veggies and um, a tool to help us use more. So, you know, there was um, every five years, a study published by Produce for Better Health um, organization. It's an organization that advocates for the consumption of fruits and vegetables. So fresh, frozen, and canned. Um, they always publish a study of a survey that they've done for the past five years about consumers and our eating patterns and, you know, anything that relates to fruits and veggies and how we can increase consumption. And, you know, they found what we know too. We don't eat enough fruits and veggies. I think everybody in the U.S., you know, we're not eating our recommended servings, which is about five, even sometimes like upwards of nine servings, um, of fruits and veggies, you know, we're, we know we're not eating enough. And that was what they found too, is we're not eating enough. We're aware that we're not eating enough, but we're still, we're still motivated to eat fruits and vegetables and we want to eat more. Um, And then health and nutrition is a primary reason and driver why we want to eat more. So we know we have the knowledge, but that knowledge just doesn't always translate into a behavior um, you know, it takes more than just knowledge and a little bit of motivation. Like there, there's some things that we can do. So what was really interesting from their study, um, was about the barriers that consumers face in consuming fruits and vegetables. So they know they want to, but they still, they are really craving new ways to enjoy them, like having new recipes or just ideas and tips of how to enjoy them. So Taste is always going to be the number one driver and why we choose the foods that we do. Taste and convenience. Um, but taste really is going to be 
the number one reason. So if they're not craving those baby carrots and ranch, then they're most likely not going to eat them. You know, um, maybe they can force themselves to, but that's not sustainable. Um, and then of course they found people need to stay in budget and then it needs to be convenient and easy. And so it's a quick way to include them in meal plans and um, just your routines of life. So they gave the recommendations um, that I really enjoy um, from this study that focuses more on human behavior. So I said, you know, we have the knowledge, but that doesn't always translate into the actual behavior. Uh, so they gave some really good rock solid recommendations that I kind of just wanted to go through. Mm-hmm. And then once we go through that, I think one of their last recommendations I really want to hone down on and talk about because it's uh, one that I'm passionate about. So um, they their messaging now is about human behavior and making it easy. So um, the first one is making it easy to see. And when I say it, I'm referring to fruits and veggies. So making them easy to see. So having a fruit bowl on the counter or having a fruit bowl prepped in the fridge, you know, it's eye level, it's easy to see, Mm -hmm. it's easy to grab. Um, You know, a bag of chips can also be sitting on the counter, but if a fruit bowl is right beside it, we can, it's easier to make that decision to eat those fruits and veggies. Um, Making it easier to eat or swallow. So maybe cleaning, You let's say, for example, that um, fresh strawberries that you bring home, maybe taking them home, cleaning them, chopping them, slicing, topping, whatever, um, those fresh strawberries. So when you want to go open up your fridge for something to eat, those you have less of a barrier to eat those fresh strawberries because they're already prepped. You don't have to do anything. You can just grab it and eat it. Um, the other part of that easy to swallow, I thought was um, interesting and a great point because right now I have a I have a 10 month old at home and he he needs different sizing of fruits and vegetables and, right. and um, food. So right now I can take that into account. And while I'm, let's say those strawberries go back to that, I can prep those fruits and strawberries for me, but also I can prep them in the right size for him. Um, and, or let's say if someone in the family needs a different texture or needs a different, um, it's a a different, um, way of eating a fruit or vegetable. Yeah. And I, right. And I will say when you said just to back up, to make it easy to see, I recognize something over the last year that when I, when there's, I want to say when there's less in the fridge, but I guess that makes sense. So when I'm, my fridge isn't totally jammed because I will see my daughter open it. And if my fruit drawer is like so smashed full, they're not going to open it and eat it. Or like, if you can't even reach in the refrigerator because things are just like falling out at you, (laughs) I know this sounds silly, but I feel like I've scaled back a lot on my grocery list. Well, I've been meal planning more too. So that helps. And I try to use crossover ingredients, but scaling back So that way your fridge isn't as congested with so many things and even the pantry, you know, so that it's not as congested with if you have like the canned fruit or canned veg or, you know, the the cups or. And so I think that just even taking a step back before the food and how thinking about how you make those purchases, because I was going like 
all the things on my grocery list. And Sundays, people are like, whoa, what happened? We can't even move or like see anything in here. And then off they go to, you know, something else or whatever's, you know, maybe falling out of the pan at <laughs> the very forefront of the pantry. So yeah, so that was a lesson that I learned over the past year, I feel like. And then for the um, easy to eat and swallow for my 11 year, and well, even my older daughter too. Well, even my husband, let's just group everyone in here. Um, <laughs> I feel like whenever things are chopped more fi finely, more fine um, in a recipe, you know, I feel like, especially with kids, like you're getting the flavor and you're still like eating the bell pepper, but it might not be such a huge chunk of bell pepper. Cause I think I learned also that I tried to jam so many vegetables into every meal that they were just like, okay, this is overload. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to scale back. <laughs> I'm going to cut things a little smaller and I'm not going to try to give you all of your servings of veggies in this one meal. So <laughs> my learnings, I guess. That's, that's awesome. The easy to see, like reducing the amount of options, you know, option overload, mm -hmm. even, you know, that's a real thing or like, uh, what do they call it? Decision fatigue, which, you know, we as moms oh, yeah. uh, experience. Um, so I know we're not the only ones that experience that, but if they have to think about a decision more than a second, you know, so I like that. Um, and you took that from your own family and, the thing about the shredded veggies too. I mean, you figured that out for your family. Like maybe they enjoy a shredded bell pepper hidden in an enchilada, but then they'll enjoy a whole bell pepper on the side as well, or um, a different veggie on the side whole, or maybe grate the onions and then keep the bell peppers right. whole. Like that's something you figure out with your own family too. And um, if that means an extra onion in a recipe, um, that's great. So I, I love that point. For sure. Um, the next one that they harped on was make it easy to plan. So I said I have a 10-month-old. And so it's it's busy, but I just know it gets busier. Um, it's actually not as busy it's going to get because I can plop them down in a high chair right now while I make dinner. So I, I'm able to cook a little bit still. Um, but sometimes I just plan on using a frozen steamable vegetable every night for dinner. If I know I want to eat a vegetable... I want to just go ahead and plan for using frozen. Um, you know, that's easy for me. Or if I want to plan to have a fruit at breakfast every morning and I don't prepare them that week, I don't take them home, fresh ones, I don't take it home and cut it and chop it. I'll just use canned. Um, so I make it easy to plan. So they, they are um, in all of their forms, fresh, frozen, and canned. They're very easy to plan if you just set that plan um, in advance. Yeah. So... And I think people, um, and then, well, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that people sometimes too feel like, oh, I'm not eating all fresh, you know, like I didn't go to the farm stand and pick this out, which that's awesome too. I'm not, but fruits and veggies in all forms, you should be, you know, not being down on yourself if you're not, you know, harvesting from your backyard garden and bringing it in for the family. You know, it's important to make sure, because I know, we can all get down on ourselves. And that's definitely not something to get down on yourself about. No, no, I, that's one of my biggest um, um, points that I talk about as a dietitian. You know, obviously I work for a fresh produce company, so I love advocating for fresh in a diet. 
Um, and it's a privilege to be able to eat fresh produce, but canned and frozen, honestly, sometimes can be, if not better, they can be the same nutritional right. quality, you know, frozen vegetables are oftentimes taken right from the field and put on a line and frozen and put in a bag. So, I mean, it doesn't really get much fresher than that, even though it's frozen. Um, so it's just all about you and your preferences. And um, if you don't like the way it tastes when it's been frozen, well, then fine. You can use the fresh version of it. Um, but if you don't mind it and it fits more in your budget and it fits in your life um, and it's easy to plan, then absolutely use it. So um, the next one they um, spoke to was making it easy to transport or pack or take with you. So going back to those strawberries, making them easy um, to take to work or grab and go, maybe while you're prepping them and you're putting them in a bowl, maybe put them in individual bags. Um, so it is, or container, so you can easily grab and go or you know, when your daughters open the fridge, they just see those chopped strawberries in a small container. It's easy to eat. Maybe that's more appealing than a large container. You know, it's one less decision they have to make, um, but just making it easy to take and grab and go because um, we're all about convenience. Um, and then making them easy to remember. So one thing I do sometimes is I'll go ahead and pack my whole lunchbox if I'm going into the office. I'll pack my whole lunchbox with those grab and go um, fruits and veggies. And then I'll put that whole lunchbox in the fridge. Um, and then, so it's easy for me to remember in the morning, I don't have to assemble right. and put everything together. It's just easy for me to remember. Or maybe putting a sticky note on your fridge. Um, whatever you see is a good reminder, makes something just easier to do. One less decision you have to make. Um, you're going to be more successful in eating fruits and veggies. And then one of my favorites, the one that we're going to focus on today is making it easier to just enjoy those fruits and veggies. You know, there's so much more than a raw carrot or a raw cucumber. Um, making them something that's tasty and delicious and something that you really genuinely enjoy and that you want to go back and do, you know, that's the best way to um, create a behavior for yourself is making it easy to do all of these things. And then really, since we know flavor and taste is our number one driver, making them something that we want to do again, like eating a certain fruit or veggie. Um, and so I think we have a tool in our kitchens and we might not see it as a tool um, but I think a hidden tool of eating, getting our ourselves and our families to eat more fruits and veggies is using something like a condiment or using a dip or oh, for sure. um, yep. some type of sauce or dressing. You know, we don't have to harp on what the condiment or dip, you know, really is contributing to the meal if if that means that we, our families are going to eat more fruits and vegetables by using a ranch or, or, or dips that we're going to go into, um, then by all means, use it. Like that is a tool, use it, use it as a tool. Um, and now that you can see that that's a tool, I think there's a lot of fun and exciting pairings that you can, um, that you can pair with fruits and veggies to actually 
make that happen within you, your family and your household. Okay. I'm here for the tzatziki, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's, yes. My current, that's my current <laughs> dip. I'm just dipping everything in the tzatziki. <laughs> oh, and um, so we're going to go into these different types of condiments and dips and things like that and um, how to maybe some ideas of how you can incorporate them into your meal plans or just your general week. Um, but there is no, just like using canned and frozen, there is no shame in buying these. Um, you can make them homemade, but you can just as easily buy them. And um, there's no shame in that. <laughs> um, but I think it's kind of timely. Um, March is National Nutrition Month. And Every year we have a theme. So dietitians celebrate March as um, this month of just uh, promoting nutrition and the role food has in our daily lives. So um, this year's theme is actually talking about flavor and celebrating flavor and different flavors and different cuisines all over the world. You know, America is a melting pot and we have so many different flavors around us. And so exposing our families to those different flavors and using those and thinking about flavor as a tool as well to make fruits and veggies more exciting so that we're more likely to eat them. So yeah, it's so timely. It is timely. And I love this theme this year um, because I think mealtime can, I mean, it's about food, but it's also about family and conversation. And so I think it adds an extra element, like a fun element of conversation to the family meal to talk about the flavors and different cultures and, you know, just, just all of that. Super fun. And then on our web- website, the missionfornutrition.com, which we'll link up to in show notes, we actually have a new e-cookbook we put together that has um, two breakfasts, two lunch and two dinners inspired by different flavors from around the world. Um, And it has a grocery list in the front. So you can take that with you to the grocery store and have a week full of meals. There's lots of crossover ingredients and I've tasted them all and they're all amazing. So I can vouch for it. So if there's something you don't like, you can get mad at me, but (laughs) I promise my family and you guys know this from listening to the podcast I have, um, a selective eater and everything was a hit. So, um, yeah. So maybe instead of having Pinterest on your phone in the public, yeah. not, you can have <laughs> the ebook. <laughs> yes, I can. I know sometimes I feel like people are like, uh, how do you struggle when you, this is what you do. And I'm like, listen, I am yeah. human. Okay. <laughs> I, I know we can talk about what to do, but yeah, I mean, it's hard and, um, as humans, we don't like to eat the same thing every day or every week. You know, some of us can repeat things and it'd be fine, but you know, we're driven by new flavors and new recipes. We, I mean, what I referenced earlier in the survey, they, one of the biggest barriers for consumers was they just want new recipes and they want new ideas and, you know, different flavors. So, I'm excited to go over a few. Um, and I'm a person that, when I'm listening or watching someone, I just like to hear what they're kind of making. I, I do like recipes. I think we talked about this before, both you and I, we don't necessarily need a recipe, but 
if we if we know the ingredients, we can right. probably throw it together. But um, actually, your website, Healthy Family Project, has a lot of these recipes that we're talking about. And if not, um, that I'm sure you'll link to. And then if not, you can just do a quick Google search. And yeah. like I said, you can buy them or um, or make them yourself. So um, I, I know a lot of these sometimes are found in the deli section. Um, uh, or they're really not hard to put together. So um, I think um, just kind of going through them and um, how, if we've ever eaten them before, what I think they pair well with, that fruit or veggie that it pairs well with. And then just, you know, remembering that this is a tool. So, you know, the, the dip or the sauce or the condiment might be a vegetable itself, which is a win-win because if we're dipping a fruit or veggie in it or serving it over top of that, we're getting the two servings there. Um, but if it's not, that's okay. I mean, it's a vehicle for, yes, uh, or the right. fruit or vegetables, the vehicle for the condiment. So, um, but yeah, kind of went through just a few, you know, we could spend all day going through all different cuisines. Um, but I just took a few and kind of made them into a few um, categories. But I think um, the first one is, dairy-based dips. So actually a lot of cultures around the world use dairy, not just as a condiment, but as let's say a marinade or something that they use to add flavor to. And then we, I will say for myself, I think of dairy being something sweet, or I guess that's how I grew up because it wasn't used as a marinade or something savory. Right, me too. Yep. Yeah. So, or I, I thought about dairy and ice cream or yogurt mm -hmm. parfaits or yogurts being loaded with sugar and with even fruit on top sometimes. So um, I associated dairy with being sweet. And now, of course, as I've grown in my palate and grown in knowing different cultures and cuisines around the world, I love dairy when it's savory. So Me it doesn't too. have to just be sweet. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes it's used in cultures to balance out a spicy meal. So you'll see in Indian cuisine, you'll right. see some kind of dairy base or dip uh, right beside a spicy curry or something that's really spicy, just kind of to cool um, and mellow it out, which I think is so fun. Um, and then, I mean, dairy is such a nutrition powerhouse. It contains so many essential nutrients and um, protein. So when we're pairing fruits and vegetables that often don't contain a lot of protein, if we pair it with protein, we're more likely to be satisfied. Um, this goes with snacks, but also meals. So carrots and ranch might not keep us full for very long, but if we have carrots and one of the dips that we're going to go through that has dairy with some protein in it, um, we're more likely to be held over until our next meal time. Um, so and then I think something to note is dairy is super versatile and there's so many different options. Um, so yogurt in the standard consistency, but then there's Greek yogurt, uh, which is a little thicker. Um, there's cottage cheese and sour cream. And then kefir is um, a fermented dairy drink that I actually really like, but um, actually people that avoid lactose, they might be able right. to tolerate kefir, um, which is 
awesome. They still get the benefits of dairy without the lactose. And there's there's some lactose-free options out there as well. If you don't have a true dairy allergy, just an intolerance to lactose, those are something that you can um, swap out. So I think for all of these dips, you could kind of choose your own dairy base. Um, so the first one, like you already said, is that tiki or yeah. <laughs> dip. So good. Uh, you have so many recipes on your website for these, but I mean, for me now, I've made this so many times that I don't have to buy it, that I can just um, whip it together really quick. So it's yogurt. Usually I use a a Greek yogurt, um, sliced or diced or shredded cucumbers or different types of um, consistencies of cucumbers, fresh or dry dill, some olive oil, some lemon juice and zest and salt, pepper and garlic and you know, so move it together. It's so good. And if you sit it in the fridge for a little while, it's even better. Let's all those flavors get a chance to meld together. But that is something that you can definitely find in the grocery store already made. Um, so if you find that, or maybe you make a batch of it for the week and you have a plan for it through the week to, let's say, enjoy it with some sliced cucumbers or some pita chips or things like that. Um, or maybe you even serve it over a piece of fish or a piece of chicken or on top of rice or on top of a cucumber salad, things like that. If you use it in different ways throughout the week, plan on using it, um, that'd be a good addition to some meal plans and oh, for sure. something exciting that hopefully you'd be able to um, enjoy throughout the week. Um, just like that um, from a different culture is um, raita or raita. It's from the Indian culture and it's, again, like a yogurt-based dip that actually can be sweet or savory. And that includes, you know, that yogurt base, but then thrown in a bunch of different fresh herbs um, like cilantro, like mint, um, lots of different herbs and some spices like cumin, some herbs that come from the Indian um, um, culinary palate. Um, so those are, that kind of yogurt dip is great over a piece of fish or chicken or over rice and beans. Um, and that's where the, or something spicy, you know, that comes with a a cooling effect. It's been used in that culture like that. So, um, that one's really delicious. Um, I'd encourage you to try that one too. And then, your website has a ton of yogurt dips we that do. I found. <laughs> we love us some yogurt dips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so versatile. So some that I found that you'll link is a pumpkin pie dip, which is just, I believe it was yogurt, a little bit of canned pureed pumpkin, maybe some vanilla and cinnamon. And I see that as a perfect vehicle for a sliced apple or even like a graham cracker. So um, you have the peanut butter yogurt dip, a chocolate yogurt fruit dip, and then a caramel yogurt fruit dip. So those are sweet dips that I yeah. see apple slices being perfect. Oh yeah. Pears. And I feel like you're going to, someone's going to like one of those. Come on. As you can't, uh, you can't yeah. really dislike <laughs> all of those dips. So one will work. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one, since we're still on the theme of dairy, um, gochujang, which you might have heard of a uh, chili paste. Um, it's from the Korean culture. If you pair that with some sour cream, lime juice, and salt, I mean, I 
I can imagine this over roasted vegetables or even um, like dipping bell peppers in, fresh bell peppers in as a snack. Um, it's just, I see it like a, a zing of flavor um, and just something that be, I would want to eat. I think that's going to be my lunch because I have some leftover chicken and I have all of those things and that's so easy. So thank you. <laughs> well, let me know how it is. I will. Because <laughs> I haven't tried it. That sounds delicious. Or even over, over a breakfast potato and onion mm. hash um, I, or with some eggs. You know, I use um, a crema, which is um, sour cream, cilantro, lime, garlic, uh, salt, pepper, um, dairy based with the sour cream, a crema or that kind of dip. Um, just to add flavor, really, I, I put that over um, a breakfast hash sometimes with eggs. That's delicious. Um, a pesto, you can make your own, but you can also buy it very easily. Um, and it's dairy-based because of some Parmesan cheese in there. Um, and then a cream cheese fruit dip, cream cheese is dairy. So you have some of these recipes on your website as well. Um, and I think these are perfect for sliced fresh fruit, which is just yogurt, cream cheese, honey, and vanilla. Um, and then serving it on maybe a tray with a bunch of different fresh sliced apples, or um, I think even celery would be good there, mm -hmm. especially with the peanut butter yogurt dip. I love peanut butter and celery paired together. Yeah. That's delicious. I'm very hungry. Okay. What do we have next? We're going on to the next... <laughs> So I think the next biggest category was um, bean, bean-based dips and condiments and sauces and things like that. Um, beans are, they're a vegetable as well. We um, consider them a vegetable and a protein, but um, there's a lot of dips out there using beans. So hummus, obviously, with garbanzo beans or chickpeas. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy this, you can make this. I like to buy this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds easy to make and I've made it a few times, but it's a whole lot easier to buy it. So um, a hummus, but you can buy a, hum a hummus and make it your own. So some ideas of making it your own um, and keeping it exciting. So if you want to eat hummus and vegetables every day throughout the week as a snack, you know, just a regular plain hummus and a regular plain uh, vegetable might get a little boring. So some ideas to keep it exciting is making it your own. So you can top it with olive oil and your own set of spices. I like to either buy this or um, mix it really quick is put some cilantro, lime juice, and some jalapeno. I know you can find this in the grocery stores now, but I have a local Mediterranean place near me that makes that and I'll just buy that in batches because it's delicious oh, yeah. um or you could let's say put some sun-dried tomatoes on it or whisk that in some roasted peppers some chipotle peppers all different flavors um you could make a sweet potato hummus or you could take that pre-made hummus and um spoon in some roasted sweet potatoes for some extra nutrition and maybe some different texture and color um Black bean hummus, which I have not made, and you have a uh, recipe on your website for. We so do. To, it's good. Yes. If I bring myself to make hummus, I will try that. <laughs> There's just so many flavors out there now. I mean, to make 
so many recipes to make, but also when you go to the grocery store, I feel like hummus is becoming like its own department in the grocery store. It really is. I mean, and now there's even like dessert hummus that's mm-hmm. sweet. So um, you could, that you could use with fruit, you know, and that's pre-made. Go ahead and grab that. Um, you have some other hummus on your website, guacamole hummus, which sounds exciting and flavorful. Um, and so I think all of these you can either make or make a pre-made store-bought your own um, and to, to keep it exciting during the week. Um, the other bean dip that I love that I bring to every party I go to, it's requested now, is like cowboy caviar or a bean and corn kind of salad dip, um, which is the basics, but also it's kind of whatever's in your pantry at the moment can right. work. But um, for me, I'll do canned black beans, canned black eyed peas, some canned corn, some onion, red or white, cilantro, lime juice. I've even seen people um, just put in Italian dressing instead of making a vinaigrette. Um, that works too. And serving that with chips or serving that with a veggie. Um, you know, it's a veggie base and a dip itself. So and either filling. way. And very filling too. So you're not, I, I, for parties, you know, it's like sometimes you have the appetizers or whatever's out and it's like, okay, that was like air or, you know. <laughs> but I feel yeah, like, like that okay, really I'm ready for the next. Thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are really exciting things and flavorful things and you might yeah, not realize I'm excited. that. I know I'm, I'm, I'm totally excited to try some. I mean, I know some that are on our, again, I know, I know you guys, these are on my website or on our website. So, um, but we have a lot of recipes on the website that we created, you know, a while back that I need to just remind myself to go back and revisit those, um, all of these dips. So. And yeah, back to the keeping us filled and satisfied. I mean, just like yogurt contains protein, um, and the beans that contain fiber right. and all of those things keep us full or, you know, held over and satiated till our next meal. So um, it's a double whammy. You're getting in more fruits and veggies and you're nourishing your body. And it's kind of a, a another tool that we can use to keep ourselves and our kids full and not always asking for snacks or, um, you know, to tie them over until dinner time. All right. Well, we're, we're coming up on our time, but I don't, but I do, I don't want to leave out. I know you have some more dips here to kind of share. And then I do have a question for you before we, before we sign off. So let's, let's talk about some of these other dips. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the two big categories, but of course we can't leave off ranch. You could make your own uh, or throw in Greek yogurt to already pre-made ranch for more protein. Um, Mustards are a big, um, something that's versatile, not just a yellow mustard, but maybe whipping in some lime juice, honey, salt, some oil, herbs, things like that, or making your own honey mustard. I see like zucchini fries being dipped in mustard dipping sauce or um, ketchups and barbecue sauces. All of those are fine and dandy. If that means that you're going to eat more fruits and vegetables, use it. So well, and that's a good, it's a good time to give a little shout out to one of our uh, Mission for Nutrition partners, True Made Foods. 
Um, they have a plant-based ketchup, which I can vouch for because I used it at our Super Bowl party last weekend and it was a hit. Um, so it's plant-based and they also do barbecue sauces and mustard, I believe, mustard as well. But we will link up to um, to their website in the show notes. So definitely check those out because I know kids are ketchup fans. And so if you can get in a plant-based ketchup, I mean, I love my niece, bless her little heart, but the girl dips uh, her carrots in ketchup. And I know it's okay, right? But (laughs) (laughs) they're getting the vegetables. I know, I know. I I tell her all that all the time. I'm like, okay, try this and I'll, you know, send, and Amanda will send you a little Amazon package and she'll call me and say, I tried this, this, and this. And then my, my sister says, yeah. And she dipped it all in ketchup. All in ketchup. (laughs) One day they're going to grow out of that or they're going to see that their friends don't do that. So (laughs) until then, yeah, until then, Hey, (laughs) whatever works. Yeah. Um, just different things like peanut sauces, you know, in the Asian culture, they use the peanut sauce. Um, I would see like a a spring roll being dipped in a, mm-hmm. in a peanut sauce, which is so easy to make. Peanut butter, soy sauce, sesame oil, honey, or maple syrup, lime juice, vinegar, garlic, salt, pepper, ginger, all the things. Um, guacamole, salsa, or pico de gallo, fruit salsas that I like to use and serve with chips, um, cinnamon chips or things like that. Fruit sauces, you know, if we have overripe fruit in our refrigerator, um, boiling that down with some sugar and just serving that over, let's say pancakes or waffles. I forget to do that too. That is actually a really good tip because I, I hate, everybody knows I hate throwing anything away. And so I need to put a post-it note in my kitchen. Do not throw your fruit. Make some sauce. Or maybe throw those few little berries that you have and put them in a, a freezer bag and just save over time. And once you have enough, just make it into a sauce. Okay. So, yeah, I think um, I think all of those are tools to help us eat more fruits and veggies, us and our families. And I even see these being like, I know charcuterie and snack boards or all the rage and myself even that's like my favorite lunch is to put together a, some kind of snack lunch right and so I'll even put together like some of these dips with let's say a fruit or a vegetable and some crackers and cheese and just call that lunch or call it dinner you know it could be anything um so I think some of these are exciting things that your audience could probably put into their meal plans or just think about putting into their meal plans and so I hope they're inspired by some of these flavors and um, excited to try some of them. Awesome. Well, there are a lot of great ideas that you've shared with us today. A lot of things that I had forgotten about and are now at the forefront. So thank you for that. And hopefully everybody listening has some things they can put into action in their own house where I'll be dipping. If you are creating any of those things, make sure you uh, share on your social media and tag us. We love to see it or share in our Facebook group. Um, okay, so I'm asking in 2022, my question for everybody is, what is your go-to busy weeknight dinner? Um, well, like I mentioned, I think every night is busy for me with a 10-month-old and working full-time. So right. um, I 
really my go-to has been just like some kind of slow cooker or crock pot meat or entree. And then pair that with those frozen (laughs) veggies usually. um, And then toss my own kind of seasonings on top of them. And then a rice or pasta, um, even like a bag of rice that's already pre-cooked and I can just heat up sometimes. Um, That is definitely my busy night and all those things I keep on hand um, for that reason. Um, But yeah, that's a fun question. It is. I think I'm excited at the end of the year to kind of go back and pull. I'm going to pull all of those, I think, and make a list um, as we close out of 2022 and have a full list of all the busy weeknight meals from all of the guests. So um, good. Thanks for sharing with us. I'm so glad you could join us today sharing so many great tips and ideas for families. Um, Before we close things out, can you tell listeners where they can connect with you? Um, I don't really have an official website or blog just yet, but I'm really active on LinkedIn and that's actually where we met. Um, So you can find me (laughs) on LinkedIn, um, Sarah Hester, um, Sarah with an H. Okay. And then we'll need to add you to our Facebook group as well, because I know that... um, Oftentimes we continue the conversation from the podcast over in the Facebook group. So we'd love to have you over there. So I will be I inviting think I'm there. You. Oh, you are? Okay. Well then. I am. Yeah. If, okay. So you can find Sarah in the Facebook group. <laughs> Come yeah. on over. All I'll right. See you well, there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope to have you back soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. If you like the Healthy Family Project podcast, please tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to connect with me directly, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find Healthy Family Project on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.